0: figuring out your divine design, how God has made you, and finding a meaningful place to serve. It is one of the best ways to build relationships. And women tend to build their relationships face-to-face, sitting down and talking. Men tend to do it shoulder-to-shoulder. They need to have a task, something that they're working on. And so if you're a couple that's feeling like, well, we don't have a lot of good friends, or we're not really connected at church, you need to find a place to start serving, Ideally, serving together, and God will use that to really build and strengthen your marriage. Mark and Grace Driscoll here with the Exo Marriage Podcast. It's the real marriage podcast. Oh, oh you did good. <laughs> See, the way this works is I say crazy things, Grace laughs, and uh, and you tune in. So, thanks for joining us. And uh, we are in the middle of a series of podcasts. Uh, based upon a free ebook that we want to give you. It's called Spiritual Gifts, Finding Your Position on Team Jesus. And throughout the New Testament, there are these lists, uh, four of them to be precise, about spiritual gifts. And part of the understanding of spiritual gifts is figuring out, okay, who am I? How did God make me? And then figuring out your spouse, how did God make them? And then together, figuring out how do we understand one another, love one another, serve one another, but also do ministry together. And what we like to say is the couple that serves together stays together. And so maybe, baby, just a little hip hop for you there, (laughs) um, tell them about our first ministry, even as a dating couple, once we got saved in college, our whole relationship has been serving in ministry. We've not always been in paid ministry or on staff, but we always, always, always found ways to use our spiritual gifts to serve Jesus together. And I think it's one of the things that's been the greatest benefit to our marriage.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about some of the examples of serving kids before, but I think we always found ways in the church um, with needs with single moms or with you. You did women's ministry, childcare, and I think a lot of it involved just helping out with kids because there's always a need in that area. I also did um, for a pregnancy center. Um, yeah, when we were in college. Yeah, I did advertising with them and, and disseminating flyers to help you know young women who needed to make a choice for life. And so we've just done a lot of volunteer stuff that is such a blessing to be able to do and help with. Um, it just blesses a lot of people as well.
0: And we love the local church, and we would encourage you if you're not really connected to a local church family. And by that, we mean not just sitting in the service, but building relationships and getting involved, figuring out your divine design, how God has made you and finding a meaningful place to serve. Mm -hmm. It is one of the best ways to build relationships. And women tend to build their relationships face-to-face, sitting down and talking, Men tend to do it shoulder to shoulder. They need to have a task, something that they're working on. And so if you're a couple that's feeling like, well, we don't have a lot of good friends or we're not really connected at church, you need to find a place to start serving, Yeah. ideally serving together. And God will use that to really build and strengthen your marriage. And then you have uh, shared friends, shared interests, shared goals. And so that's really the heart of this um entire podcast series on spiritual gifts, finding your position on team Jesus. And we're dealing with basically one of the listed spiritual gifts in the New Testament each episode. Uh, This week, it's the gift of apostle. And uh, originally, I'll do a little theological nerdiness. And uh, originally, it was the 12 chosen by Jesus, who were also eyewitnesses to his resurrection. And then that office of apostle is listed, uh, limited, rather, to the 12. And then there's the spiritual gift that is mentioned of men, women, other people throughout the New Testament in the book of Acts. But if you're a person that is more with a gift of apostle— um, you are the kind of person who likes international missions, you want to help start a new ministry, you want to help plant a new church, you're more of those pioneering, entrepreneurial, get on the bottom floor. And so uh, maybe, honey, read a couple of the questions just to help them figure out whether or not you or your spouse, or even if you're a parent, one of your kids maybe has this spiritual gift.
1: Um, Are you a leader of Christian leaders? Do pastors and ministry leaders seek you out for wise counsel, oversight, and help? Do you have a deep passion, compassion, and concern for ministry leaders and their families? Can you effectively minister cross-culturally? And can you pioneer a ministry where others have failed?
0: So, you know, what we've been doing in episodes is giving you some examples historically of couples that have gifts. I'd like to make this one real personal. This is one of my spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, church planting, uh, international missions, uh, pioneering new works. Um, I'm not a guy who would like to go into an existing church. I would start one from scratch. And so we've been involved in a lot of church plants. And uh, maybe talk a little bit about the difference between somebody who you know, wants to serve in an existing church, which is more how your dad was, honey, as a pastor, versus starting something from the ground up, which is what we've always done our whole life. I've started churches, I've started ministries, I've started all kinds of things from the ground up. I'm more that spiritual entrepreneur, which is the apostolic gift. And just how that's different from just the typical church leader versus the entrepreneurial apostolic church leader.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a different mindset. I think it's a, obviously it's a different gifting and from someone that is building it from the ground up, you have to be a strategist. You have to be able to have vision in a different way than someone who is having um, goals and vision for building something that's or improving something that's already built. Um, It's just, neither is right or wrong. It's just very different um, gift set. And so for us,
0: um, you had to come along and we had to figure that out. How Mm -hmm. do we do this together? If you have this, if you or your spouse has more of an apostolic gifting, uh, you may be really interested in international missions and have a heart for the nations, Mm -hmm. which means in your schedule, in your budget, you're going to have to put in some trips, at least hopefully when the world opens again. Mm -hmm. Our daughter Ashley's that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, We traveled with our kids when they were little. They've been to. Greece, Israel, Turkey, Haiti. Uh, I didn't take the kids to Haiti. I went without them. Australia, Scotland, they've been all over the world. And uh, they got to see the world as little kids. I'm apostolic. I want to see the world and I want the kids to have a heart for the nations. Um, Our oldest daughter, Ashley, I mean, she now runs Real Faith as the director. But when she was in high school, she uh, interned at World Concern. And she was raising money for the nations, and she helped lead a mission trip to Laos. And she's got her master's degree in Spanish because she has a heart for Spanish speakers. She's learning Portuguese, and uh, and our ministry is growing in and through Brazil. And if you're married to someone like that, you may not understand why why does cross-cultural ministry, why do first-generation immigrants, why does ESL, teaching people English, why is it important to— scheduled trips overseas? Why is it important to take money out of the budget and put it toward a church plant or a missionary or a mission work? Well, that's their spiritual gifting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in that, if you've got a spouse that is wired that way, they're going to be more inclined to find a new church plant or a new ministry and go help get it started. Yeah. And those people, I think of it this way, my dad was a contractor and uh what they would do when they would build a building, the first thing you do is you'd bring in all the scaffolding. And the scaffolding would surround the potential building so that you could build the building. And once the building was built, you take the scaffolding away and you put it somewhere else to build the next building. Some people with apostolic gifting, they're more like scaffolding. Mm -hmm. They come in, they get the ministry or the church up, and then when it's up, they go start another one. And so like, there's a dear couple in our church uh, that we love. And they're they're really godly people. They've been doing this their whole life. They help with church plants internationally. Uh, he trains pastors internationally. They've helped plant a number of churches. They showed up when our church was brand new, just getting started. They serve very faithfully. They're very dear people. And now that the church is five years old, and it's rooted in and it's established. I mean, he's super great. They're wonderful. They're like, Uh, We're going to go help another church planter. Mm -hmm. So they transitioned out of our church and they found a small core group, a young guy getting ready to plant. They're like, we're going to help him. And so their whole life is never in a big church or an old church. It's always in a little church and a young church, but they're a tremendous blessing that helps get it up.
1: I'm very glad that people have a heart like that because that's not me. I'm one who likes to stick in and stay steady in one spot and get to know people and stick there for the rest of my life. My dad, you know, planted his church and was there for 44 years. And so for me, I'm just thankful that people have that passion because we need that. We need all these gifts to be able to fully function in a healthy way for church planning and making existing churches healthy.
0: Well, and this can even lead to disagreement in a marriage, even in picking a church, Mm -hmm. uh, someone would think, well, let's go find you know an established church that everything is set up and we can just be involved and serve. And there's already a process. And the person with the apostolic gift is let's go find the newest church. <laughs> let's go find the one that has the most need. Yeah. Let's go find the one that nothing is set up and let's go help them get it done. Mm-hmm. And so those are important conversations to have. And And we have such a heart for Uh, church planting and for uh, entrepreneurial missions work, that we would just ask you as a couple, you know, do either of you or maybe even both of you, is this a gift that you have or a gift that you see in your children? If so, um, you probably should really pray about looking for a brand new church plant to go serve in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You should probably look at your budget and ask, how can we give more to help churches get planted, both in our nation and to the nation's, Uh, you should probably look at your budget and your schedule and say, what does international missions trips look like? Mm -hmm. Where are we going to go to serve, build relationships? If we have children, how do we help them not just be consumers, Mm -hmm. but be builders and how to have a heart for the nations? And to me, the apostolic gift is super, super exciting. It's that entrepreneurial, big vision, uh, lots of work, everything is possible, but nothing is certain kind of adventure. Mm. Yeah. And so um, maybe even, honey, just share, we planted a church here five years ago. It was an apostolic ministry in that we're coming in and we're starting from nothing. Maybe just share in closing uh, without sharing names, but some of the people that had apostolic gifting and they showed up and they were just so helpful and such a blessing and our church wouldn't exist without them, especially some of the married couples.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just knew how to serve because they knew that God was going to be faithful when they saw the Bible being taught and they loved each other and they wanted to love other people. They just got in there and did whatever it took. They didn't care. They were doing anything from, you know, tearing down walls to cleaning toilets to setting up chairs to, you know, helping with. Carpet. I mean, it, it was anything. People with that kind of heart just want to see people reached, and and so those married couples were essential in the beginning to be able to help get us going. And they worked at it together. They had they were like minded, and I think that's important in a marriage is figuring out you know, it may not be your first choice to go do something, but how can you fit in and do it together? How can you enjoy serving in a way together, even if it's not something you may, you know, initially choose. But I think it's really important to determine that in marriage with all of these gifts.
0: And I close with this, I guess the Holy Spirit just brings to mind, there's a couple that is apostolic in the New Testament, Priscilla and Aquila. Mm -hmm. And kind of wherever Paul goes, they go whatever Paul's doing, they're doing. They're in multiple books of the New Testament. They're mentioned. They're mentioned in the book of Acts. They're mentioned in multiple cities. They were this entrepreneurial apostolic couple. And it's like, Paul, uh, you want to go there and plant a church? Great. We're going to go there and help. Oh, you're going to move? Well, we're going to move too. Oh, you're going to want to start a new church? Great. We'll go start this next new church. Oh, you need to leave us behind? to finish some stuff up? Will you move on to the next Mm -hmm. church plant or town or ministry? We'll do that. Oh, you need to send us ahead to get things ready so that when you show up, we can get started. They were a couple, and it's amazing. They're one of the hero legend couples of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. And all we know is wherever there was something that was getting started, they were first on the ground to help get it going. And so for those of you that may have these kinds of apostolic gifting, where is the Lord calling you? Where is the need? What's the ministry opportunity? What's the church plant? What's the nation? Or even in your existing church, you may not even need to leave your existing church. It may be in your existing church, they're starting a new ministry or there's an area that really needs to get reset because it's not going well. Or And there are certain people in our church, they just keep coming up and they're like, all right, what's new? <laughs> and they just want to go help get the new thing started. And once mm-hmm. it's started, they want to move on to the next new thing. Yeah. And so that's one way to manifest an entrepreneurial apostolic gifting, even within the context of an existing church. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us for the uh, Real Marriage Podcast. We'll be up in the next episode looking at the uh, spiritual gift of teaching. And uh, baby, maybe you close our time in prayer until we see him next episode.
1: Dear Lord, thank you for all these gifts. Thank you for the gift um, of apostle. Thank you that um, you had 12 of your own and that um, beyond that we get to um, enjoy learning what it's like to have enthusiasm for the kingdom. And part of that is through being an apostle and getting new things started. So I just pray that for people listening that are sensing that calling and that gift, that they would hear clearly from you and know exactly where to put their time and energy and finances and just be able to continue to build the kingdom um, as a team in their marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.